Welcome to Open God's Word, a Bible study for women. Today we are going over John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Let's open in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the women who have joined us today. Lord, I just pray for each one that their hearts will be opened and that they will learn and grow close to you and know who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I am happy you are joining me. In this study of John, we are beginning with John chapter 1. We are going to be learning who Jesus really is. How do we know the real Jesus? You know, you get different answers from people sometimes if you ask them who Jesus is. Just in the last couple of months, here's some things I've heard. You can ask people, do you know Jesus? And they'll say yes. You need to follow that up. Who is Jesus? Here's some answers I've heard. Jesus was a good man. Jesus was the Archangel Michael. That was another answer I heard. Here's another answer I heard that surprised me because it was from somebody who grew up in a church, in a Christian church. He said, Jesus was a charismatic man that people followed in what is written in the Bible is just exaggerated stories made up by his followers. Those are not the real Jesus. I'm sure there are more answers than that. How do we recognize what is real? You know, that we hear from the FBI, the government, to recognize a fake dollar bill, a U.S. dollar. You need to study the real one. You need to know what is real before you recognize what is fake, what is counterfeit, what is false. Before you can recognize a lie, you need to know the truth. You need to know what is real. You need to know the truth. And we're going to learn that today from God's word. How do we know who the real Jesus is? You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke start the story of Jesus at about the time of his birth on earth. The nativity story or the story soon before that where Mary finds out she's going to conceive a son. Well, in John, at the beginning of John chapter 1, there's a prologue in verses 1 through 18 where he takes us through a summary, an overall view of Jesus. And he starts at the very beginning Jesus existed before he was human, before he was born of a virgin as a man. Open your Bible to John chapter 1, verse 1. I'm going to be reading from the ESV Bible. And you can follow along in whatever Bible you have. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, 
and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. That almost sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? We're going to delve into this and try to understand it. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Okay, he is speaking of Jesus here. John is speaking of Jesus. In the beginning was the word, Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. I am going to try to put this in terms we can understand. If you go to Genesis chapter 1, we hear about the in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, not anything was made that was made. Okay, in Genesis, when God made something, when he created something, he used his words. God said, let there be light, and there was light, verse 3 of Genesis 1. And he saw the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. And you go forth, you can go forward and read through Genesis 1. And I believe, yeah, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, and you'll be able to read the creation account. And at some point, I think you should do that. It'll give you a, a point of reference for the beginning. So John is bringing in here, and this author of the Gospel of John is believed to be John, the son of Zebedee, who was uh, Jesus's beloved disciple. Okay. <clears throat> in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God used words to create. Where do our words come from? Our words come from our brain from our mind so our words are in us they are us they're a part of us there are thoughts our words start as thoughts and they come out of our mouth if i think blah 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 and then my mouth says blah 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 <laughs> okay so it's with me and it's in me it is part of me another example of how maybe we can understand this concept of how somebody or something can be us. It can be us and it can be with us. This one will kind of blow you away. It did me a little bit when I thought about it. It came to me. You know, you think about as women, you know you are born with eggs. You're born with eggs. You're born with female parts and you're born with eggs. Those eggs are you. They're part of you. They have your DNA. They're part of your genetic makeup. And as you get older and you start a family, those eggs, they grow in you and become a baby. 
that is in you. It is you. And there comes a point when that child in you leaves your womb, the umbilical cord is cut, and child's not in you anymore. The child is with you. But you know that child is still you? You say, that sounds, that sounds goofy. That sounds confusing. That child contains your genetic code. That child contains your DNA. That child contains you. That child is you. Of course, that child's not exactly like you because there is a father. And that father also has the genetic code and DNA mixed in there with it. So that's kind of an example of how something can be you. It is you, but it's with you. And, and this will blow your mind. Your child might be 50 years old, and that child's still you. That child has your has some of your DNA. That child has your genetic code. Of course, they also have their fathers, too. But um, the child is with you, but it is also you. So, in the beginning was the Word. The Word's Jesus. And Jesus was with God. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. So, Jesus was not only God he was with God. So Jesus here is fully divine. He's got God's, God's genetic code, DNA. He is God. He's part of God. He is God. And he was with God before his birth. He was there at the beginning. Just as your child, that egg was with you at birth that child was with you at the beginning when you were born and if you gave birth to a girl that baby girl already had eggs formed and has your grandchildren with her and those grandchildren also share your genetic code it it's just blows your mind, but it's wonderful too. You know, it's it's how it is. That right now we're studying Jesus, who Jesus is. Jesus was at creation. He's God. He was with God, he is God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Well, Jesus was the word. God spoke creation into existence. Read Genesis 1 and 2. It says, God said. God spoke. He said. He spoke things into creation. He used the word. He used Jesus. And you know... As we go through John and look at different miracles, when John, when Jesus 
does miracles, such as when he raises Lazarus from the dead. He uses his words. He doesn't go into the tomb and do CPR on him. He says, Lazarus, come out, come forth. He's not there pounding on his chest and breathing into his mouth. He speaks. He speaks life into him. The word. God's word is powerful. His words are powerful. His words speak life. His words create. Okay, let's go on. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. God created life. God created light. He separated the light from the darkness. God is in control. And here it says, In him, Jesus, who is also God, was life. And that life was the light of men. That was the light that showed them the way. It shines in the darkness so that the darkness cannot overcome it and take over it. And many times the scriptures, darkness is used to represent evil, that which is not light. Darkness represents what is hidden. It can represent evil things, bad things. And the light is good. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is a different John than the one that authored the book of John. He's talking about another John. This John we know as John the Baptist, and he is called John the Baptist because he baptized people. He was John the Baptizer. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Who was the light? We learn it in verse 4, just up ahead. In him was life, and life was the light of men. That was Jesus. Jesus is the light. John came as a witness. He came ahead of Jesus to tell people that Jesus was coming so that they could believe. So that they could believe that Jesus was the light. John was not the light. He came to bear witness, to tell others that Jesus was coming and he was the light. He was the way. Verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. 
He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to be children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus was in the world. The world was made through him. We learned about that at the creation verse in the first couple verses. Yet the world did not know him. His own people did not receive him. And you might think, well, that's kind of awkward. Why would that be? Well, you just think about it. Like people you're closest to, the people you've known since birth, your family members or neighbors, if you've known them since they were children, and then they grow or they have some aspiration or thing they're going to do or they say something the first thing you think of is this oh they're just crazy they're just like me they couldn't be such and such or do such a thing you know they couldn't who who knows it's it's you know, all these billionaires and so forth, they started out as children. And some of them started out with nothing. And probably their brothers and sisters and neighbors at that time that knew them as little kids were quite surprised as they became successful. And I'm sure at the beginning, they didn't believe them. Often people don't believe those who are closest to them because they tend to see their faults and not who the person really is. Now, Jesus was righteous. He did not have faults. But that does not mean his brothers and sisters and parents didn't perceive things in him that they thought wasn't, you know, up to par. You know, sometimes people see things that are perceived things that are a little off. An example of that is when Jesus went into the temple as a boy. There's an example. He was separ got separated from his parents, and his parents looked for him for a couple of days. And when they found them, you know, they were pretty frustrated, as any parent would be. I said, where were you? What were you doing? And he said, didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? And he was in the temple with the teachers and the scribes. He was about his father's business, God's business. But his parents perceived that as he was not where he should be or where they thought he should be. So anyway... The point is, his own people didn't receive him because they did not acknowledge that he was who he was because they had a history with him and they couldn't see beyond that. Well, those who did receive him and believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God. 
Okay, these were children that were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So they're not biological. They weren't born through human form. To be a child of God is a spiritual, spiritual birth. Some people call it being born again, to be born of God, to be a child of God. All who received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. If you believe in his name and you receive him as Lord of your life, he has given you right to be the child of God. What does it mean to you to be a child of God? What would that mean to you or what does it mean to you? There's several things I thought of that it could mean to me, or it does mean to me. One is I'm protected. I'm relieved. I'm grateful. Child of God will probably be an inheritance, right? Heaven. And it's a lot to live up to. A lot to live up to. God expects righteousness, holiness. He expects obedience. That's a lot to live up to. But I also have peace and I have hope. And I will also learn God has grace and mercy. That to be a child of God is a lot of good things and a lot of responsibility. Do you know what sin is? Sin is disobedience to God. That's it. If you disobey God, that's sin. Sin is not disobeying the rule of man. It is disobeying God, the rule of God. We need to remember that. Okay. Verse 14 through 18. We'll get this wrapped up here. And the word, remember the word is Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus was born. He was born in human flesh. So he was fully God and fully man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. That's verse 15. He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. That might have been confusing to some people at that time. Because actually, humanly speaking, John the Baptist was older than Jesus. John the Baptist 
was born three months before Jesus was. You can read the account of the history of John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1. I encourage you to do that sometime this week after the study to go through that. That'll give you some history there and, and some uh, perspective. So John says, he who comes after me, he's speaking of Jesus. So John the Baptist was born. He comes first. He bears witness to Jesus, but he says, Jesus ranks before me because he was before me, because Jesus was there in the beginning. He was at creation. He's God. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Jesus has made God known. And right now, it tells us that Jesus is at God the Father's side. This is a lot to wrap our heads around. And I would like you, on your own time, to read through this passage again, John 1, 1 through 18, and then read the story of creation or the account of creation in Genesis 1 and 2, and read Luke chapter 1. Gospel of Luke chapter 1. And those things will help bring it together for you. And then pray. Pray for God to give you wisdom and knowledge to know him. And through this gospel, we're going to know who the real Jesus is. And we're going to know from the scripture And that's why I want you in the scripture. It's not that you're supposed to just trust my words. Go to the word of God. Read it there. Study it. Learn it. Know. Know who the real Jesus is. Know in your heart so that you can be a child of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the ones that have joined us. And Lord, each one, whatever their situation is, give them strength. Give them boldness in speaking about you. And those who don't know you, help them to know you and help each, each lady, each person who is listening to draw close to you. Reveal yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen.